0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep
1: Suplex Retweet. Hey,
2: hi, 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 hi. It's Saturday, it's Saturday Draft Live. It's me, David Campbell, and we're looking forward to breaking down another week that was in the draft. The best thing on the planet, the best thing in the universe, the best thing in the cosmos. I'm joined, as always, by Mr Jack Graham. How are you?
0: Uh, You forgot to say my my new title of Clash Showdown Champion. Well done, Jack Graham. Well Well done,
2: well done, well done, well done. An absolutely fantastic
0: result. You know just just doing what i what i do best i appear i win then i leave again
2: yeah i did love the amount of david campbell focused questions in that show It yeah, i did feed my ego it was very nice. <laughs> uh,
1: i am disappointed you didn't get my family question correct jack uh, i thought you knew i thought you knew quite a lot about me i thought it was a trick question when they threw in the name david that's mm-hmm. why i was like oh i can't even be someone that's already
2: because i was thinking you yeah. right, sure. oh,
1: that's, that's who i was named after
2: my Coach. grandpa well, you've heard him complaining um, about his family tree. David Hockney is also here. Dave, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. How are you, go? Um, do you know what, Dave? I'm all right. I went back to the gym this week and I've not shut up about it because I want people to know. Um, well, funny
1: you should say that because I'm heading to the gym straight afterwards.
2: Yeah, is this your first workout back? No, I've had the, the first one when
1: gyms opened up on Monday and, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to get my rhythm back.
2: I've been in agony. It's been horrible. Yeah, I've it sucks, not ab- it? They did an ab workout and couldn't get out of bed this morning It's absolutely <laughs> horrendous uh, But anyway, you know how this works We're going to run down the top three of the week And we actually have a three-way tie at the top this week It's, uh, it's very fun, it's very impressive uh, And we're going to talk about Braun Strowman now everywhere at the top. Oh my good God Almighty! Uh, but everyone in the top earned nine points, and Braun earned nine points for Mister David Hockney this week. Competed three times on Raw, and uh, competed in tag team action, handicap action, and singles action. Apparently, is the only wrestler in the history of WWE to compete in all those three match types in a single show. Do with that information what you will. But Dave, for a guy who you picked in the last round, you have to be happy. Uh, with what Braun is giving to you here?
1: Like I said on the draft selection show, Braun Strowman has been a very reliable pick for me these past seasons. I don't know if that's just that, that sort of that we're just in sync with each other, that we know we're sort of bouncing off each other's plays and stuff. But this result just sort of justifies, you know, picking him in the last round. He's meant to be a very big uh, a very big pair of feet to keep my my team on its toes. And he's, he's done that so far, you know, competing three times and he
2: had a couple of appearances throughout the night as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Jack, there are some question marks, I think, with Braun going forward in this um, because he does have that title match. Many are speculating that he could be the guy to take the fall there. Um, Braun has been a bit touch and go with with regards to where he's going to end up in the whole season. Like, he seems to have short bursts and then fall away. But right now, he is the the top-ranked fifth-round pick. And you can't really turn your nose up at that, can you?
0: No, it was, it was something that uh, I made mention on the first show back. That it was like, I didn't know where Broadstone was, was going to go even short term. I didn't even think it'd be in the position of a triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash. So I think the, mm-hmm. the points that Dave's getting himself the now is good. Is it, is it going to be effective long term? I don't know, because I think that after Backlash, you'll probably go into a program with Drew. And they'll keep the belt in Lashley. And I, I don't know if Strongman would beat McIntyre in a programme that will go to a pay-per-view. So it's, it'll be interesting what happens. But as you say, last round,
2: top top of the last round picks, you, yeah. you, you can't complain. Yeah, especially when we look at the other two people who make up the top three this week. One of them we spoke about in depth uh, is Rhea Ripley. Gary picked her in round one. She managed to pick up nine points this week, a victory in a six-woman tag and a number of appearances. Uh, she is also Gary's captain, uh, I do believe. And Jack, we, talking about Rhea Ripley, just somewhat holistically here, She's she's been presented as this heel character on Raw, right? I'm no feeling it in terms of her main roster run. Now, how that relates to the draft is this. Do you think that if Rhea doesn't perform or doesn't start connecting with fans in a meaningful way, they could get cold on her and take the belt off her sooner rather than later. Do you think there's a danger of that with Rhea?
0: Yeah, I think I think she's been kind of set up for failure, to be honest. I think they've they've they put the rocket on her and they're gonna shoot her to the moon straight away, you know what I mean? But like it's the situation when there's, there's no fans and yeah. for a lot of the, the folk that are probably at Wrestlemania in that kind of area, they probably go and watch NXT when they could so they know who Rhea Ripley is, when you're just a casual fan watching Raw mm. you're just given this character and you just don't know who it is, so it's going to be hard to have that connection off the bat when fans aren't there to not know whether to cheer or boo and it's just kind of, you're, you're told what's happening so it's going to be it's going be tough, but I do, I do think as the, the, the same with Braun, I do think short term it's going to be good, but with the way that Charlotte Flair is being presented right now, as well, I, I don't know how long this
2: this uh, this reign of Rhea's will last, and what will happen after. Yeah, and it's interesting, Hockney. We've we've talked about the decision to draft uh, the female picks in round one before McIntyre. Mm. Nine points this week goes some way towards justifying it. Uh, Rhea is still ranked third out of the top round one picks, behind Drew McIntyre and our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Mr. Adam Pearce. Um, but when you're looking at Rhea, and we'll compare her to Bianca because we're going on, on to move on to our next, who do you see having the better season? Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair? See, that's
1: difficult to say because you guys brought up some really good discussion points about Rhea Ripley and where she'll go in terms of you know her booking and her engagement with, with the fans. Uh, if we're going on that basis, I actually think Bianca's going to have a better season. I think she's had a much more impactful booking, particularly at WrestleMania when she won the championship in the main event. And she seems to have a, a very solid program on SmackDown, which overall seems to be the better booked show. Mm. Not to mention, she's also got an array of challengers lining up for, her. you know, you've got Bailey, you've got uh, potentially a rematch with Sasha Banks. Like there's the possibilities are endless. And I can see Bianca probably being one of the better representatives for the, the women's division in WWE. So, yeah, I think Bianca's in a better position to have a
2: better season. Yeah, and Bank of Earlier rounds out the top three for the week, uh, also getting nine points, picking up a win, alongside our husband uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins uh, against Bailey and the Dirty Dogs uh, this week on SmackDown. But it, it, Jack, I probably am inclined to agree with Dave purely because you've talked about the, the looming threat that's always on the horizon with Charlotte fucking flair over and raw um, <laughs> Bianca is coming up against Bailey now as much as I love Bailey there, there doesn't seem to be much in the way of momentum or want for her to win the belt back so do you think it could be a case that Bianca's title defenses are just going to be more they're going to be cleaner than Reyes will be in the long course of the season
0: a hundred percent, and I think that is because the the women's division over at SmackDown is fairly fairly thinned compared yeah. to Raw. But even what's what's there in SmackDown, you've got obviously Natalia and Tamina, you've got the Riot Squad. They're all in this kind of women's tag title picture, mm-hmm. and like on Raw, a lot of them is the same as well. But you've got Ask and Charlotte that seems to be in this contention of whatever's going to happen. So I think with what's going to happen with Belia, we might have a. A feud with Bailey that might last a couple of pay-per-views that will be good solid points for Bianca because there isn't really anyone in a position to challenge her at that point aside from Bailey mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting, I do think that
2: Bianca is going to be on top of, of Rhea and the points scoring Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I'd probably really be inclined to agree with that and it'd be interesting to see where those two go, obviously I've been critical of those women getting picked before McIntyre But I do think at this point Between Stephen and Gary It's just got to be a tug tug of war So to speak as to who's going to get the better Of that exchange, it's going to be A very interesting one, but we're going to look At the overall league table As it stands in last place Uh, We do have uh, Ryan Duglish, the people's opposition I I don't have a note of these team names anywhere, So I'm just going to have to try and remember them Uh, I've got them here here if you need them We then have Scott McLeod on 23 points uh, With the Doug Judy appreciations Society, Sarah Grieve is on 27 points with Christian Cage's instant glasses oh my god, easy for me to say (laughs) Uh, we then have David Hockney tied with her on 27 points with the West End Country Club Uh, Ross is on uh, 28 points with, remind me of his team name Alan Laurie Loyal Ah, of course. I, I'm not even going to try and say that. I'm going to, st- I'm going to stumble over that one this morning. Uh, we then have Team Go on thirty points. Gary Kearney, of course, with Team Vista on thirty-one. We have a two-way tie uh, in second place is uh, Ryan Gallagher with Northmen Southmen Comrades. All uh, that one I can remember. And Stephen Wilson also on thirty-three points uh, with the top one percent. Um, and then Jack. Yes. Fifty-three yes, yes. points at the top of the table. My God. Um relegated, liquidated, still the same fantasy team. How are you feeling right now? Because there's been a lot of discussion in the group chat. People reminding you this season is a marathon. It's not a sprint. However, being twenty points ahead of your nearest opposition in what, week two at this point? That's that's gotta be a good feeling. You've got to be very happy with your position right now. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm very happy. I do feel for some reason. I don't know why. I'm I'm being doubted as as to how my team's going to perform in the group chat. They're saying, as a long season, you're going to have a hiccup at one point. Blah blah blah. But I'm I'm very much the position. You know, it's like a game of two halves, jumpers for goalposts, all all, all that shite. Talk. You know what I mean? Just take it a week at a time. And these two weeks, I've just absolutely trounced everybody. And I'm going to continue doing that all
1: the way through the season. So. <laughs> Can I just point point out as well that by the end of season seven, like the last sort of two, three weeks, I was ahead by a good 20, 25 points. It looked like it was in the bag for me. And when Royal Rumble comes around, completely bottled it, ended up finishing third. So don't let a 20 point gap, you know, give you the illusion that that's going to guarantee a win, especially when we're only in week two.
2: It's it's tough to to compare it because the rumble is such a points getting pay-per-view. And I'm not demeaning like SummerSlam or any other pay-per-view. There's still plenty opportunity to get points, especially if you're captains to the title match there. You know what I mean? Like it can really reshape the table, really reform the table on those nights. Um however uh, you're looking at Jack's team here, it's it's a strong team. You know what I mean? Like he's got McIntyre who's performing great like Paige we talked about before Damien Priest has been a bit missing in action the Miz not really doing anything Larry is strong as well and then the Young Bucks also in AEW like tag team champions over there he's got enough championship potential that could see him through I think that what Jack wants as a safety net is McIntyre back at the ascendancy on Monday Night Raw back in the title scene and holding that belt sooner rather than later Jack if Drew does enter into a feud with Strowman instead of continuing on the title picture would that cause you any concern? Um,
0: No that won't Uh, I think that uh, I've made mention before that even if Drew doesn't get the title sooner rather than later he is still going to be your kind of big focal point of Raw because it's someone that they're building that show around so he's yeah. always going to be in and about it. even like I, I have no illusion that Drew's not going to win this purely because of this whole bloody T-bar mace thing that's going on like yeah. that's something that that's going to happen afterwards but Drew's going to be there there amongst it and he's going to be getting solid points every week so I don't I don't have any any like Oh, I can't think of the words, but no problem with what's going to happen with Drew the rest of the season. It's fine if you're
2: hungover, Jack. Just let us
0: know. Oh, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. You know? <laughs> keep, the keep the professionalism of the show, you know. But maybe, maybe a wee bit. But it's yeah. it's it's fine. But I'm, I'm I'm very happy with the position. Obviously, you're saying Priest's a bit missing, missing in action, but he's my second second highest performer on my team with nine points. Yeah, and obviously, this this is going to happen. He'll probably win that. I don't know Maybe there'll be a match of Backlash or whatever. Yeah. He might be in a monster of Money in the Bank. Who knows? LeRae's got a title match next week. Hey, will be Dark
2: Elevation, a blessing will appear. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm now, very you're happy. You are actually right uh, and on that. I do need to take back my statement because McIntyre's first for the season. Uh, oh, there's Adam Pearce at number two. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, but you also have two other people in the top 10 scorers for the season. That is Damien Priest at nine uh, with nine points. And then the 10th five scorer of the season is Candice Lee. So a lot of success stories in your team so far. We'll need to see how they play. It's a bold strategy card and let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> uh, but it's time for your, your favourite part of the show. Is Mister David Hopton talking about a bunch of losers and rejects that we like <laughs> to call the listeners' league? Take it away, Dave.
1: Yeah, it's yours in my favourite section of this week, and quite a quite a shocking revelation. Now that, at the bottom of the table here, because Big Alan Laurie, who has done surprisingly well the the last two seasons of the listeners' league, is sitting stone dead last at the minute with Team Doug's rule on twenty one points. I mean, talk about a fall from grace. I mean, he was at the top before, and now he's now he's there. Uh, so big shame for Big Alan. But going to the top five, we actually have a tie for fifth place this week. We have JP with shirts in, balls out, and Colin Blackburn with just too sweet whoop, whoop on 39 points each. Uh, fourth place, we have Johnny Napier with hasso Brasso, again, a returning member from fourth place. Now, uh, Johnny Napier's team... Uh, was sort of let down this week because his team captain is Apollo Cruz, and he was disqualified in the Intercontinental title match this week so that still counts as a title loss and incurs uh, negative points but what's keeping him above water at the minute is the the Young Bucks getting a win over the, the Sidals this week and Tony Schiavone making a couple of appearances on Dynamite at the same time so he's a bit of a, a, a mixed week for, for Johnny Napier, to say the least. Uh, then we have Johnny Adams, from one Johnny to another. Uh, Johnny Adams with Bam Bam... <laughs> Bam Bam... <Sorry. laughs> oh, you have, a, you have a very dirty mind, Cam. Carry on, sorry. So, uh, Johnny Adams with Bam Bam Gigolos. And his team captain is actually the Young Bucks, so the win over the Seidel gives him a few extra points here and there. But... He also has Britt Baker on his team, who's currently at the top of the AEW women's division. We talked about Damien Priest. You know, he's sort of acting as a, a bit of a backbone for his team, still holding, holding water with points there. And again, propped up with his first round pick of Rhea Ripley. You know, again, our future's a little bit mixed at the minute, but overall, not too bad in the first couple of weeks. Uh, being knocked out of first place uh, this week, Tom Brock and the Tilburg Trappers on 44 points. Uh, once again for a second season in a row he has Drew McIntyre as his team captain the highest scorer this season and that's what's keeping him strong in second place but I think he should be a little bit worried because his final round pick is Daniel Bryan and as we've seen there he's now been banished from Smackdown because of the universal title loss to Roman Reigns so at the minute he's currently working with a a five person team as opposed to six where Daniel Bryan goes from here You know, only time's going to tell, but how how long is he going to be away for? That might end up costing Tom points down the line. Uh, But taking the top spot this week, originally from second last week, is Ross Brady and the talented Mrs. Ripley, who's currently sitting on 47 points. Now, Ross has actually got quite an interesting uh, layout of his team because his captain is the fourth round pick of Damian Priest. I was a little bit questioning it at first, but it doesn't seem to be doing many troubles so far. Hmm. Ray Ripley's his first round pick, who, as we know, is still getting plenty of exposure on Raw, as is Britt Baker on AEW. AJ and Omos is his tag team. They've still to make an appearance, but they are scheduled to appear this Monday, so he might end up increasing his lead. But one thing I would like to mention about Ross's team is that he currently has both members of Team RK Bro, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, who scored a tag team win this week along with multiple appearances. And he's essentially racking up points uh, from two singles wrestlers performing as a tag team. And we have discussed the possibility of this before. You know, two people that appear... uh, appear on, on screen, compete together, win together, uh, but they're two separate picks. That, I think, could benefit him in the long run, given, you know, RK Bro seems to be something they're going with on Raw. I mean, how long it will continue for, you know, that remains to be seen, but it's certainly a working strategy for Ross at the minute. So uh, back to you, go.
2: Yeah, it's interesting um, if that tag team implodes like you do also get points from a rivalry I actually don't think it's a bad thing when you have two of your team fighting against each other because you know you're getting wins somewhere uh, and during that segment I just realised Big E got a title win technically on this week's Smackdown so I am fucking happy um, <laughs> but before we go I was looking through the spreadsheet there and there is something I want to bring up and it's looking forward to the transfer window a wee bit because we know it's still a long way away and these names might change but there are a number of undrafted wrestlers right now who are doing particularly well jack i'm going to come to you first orange cassidy has 14 points without any sort of captaincy being on him if orange captains if orange cassidy had been drafted and put the captaincy on him he would have 28 points right now which is 10 more than drew mcintyre Looking at this, Jack, it's very interesting because we saw it, it said that dark elevation would be important, but the mean value, the mean points that are scored by AEW wrestlers is four point two right now. That is le- the same as NXT. It's less than Raw and it's less than SmackDown. So it does seem to be the case that the wrestlers we've picked up haven't made the most of the combination of dark elevation. And Dynamite, do you think that there are people like Orange Cassidy that people could look to at the transfer window and think, I might get more bang for my buck with someone like that rather than other AEW wrestlers I've currently got?
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting one. I think no one. No one is, uh, I say no one, everyone is surprised to see Orange Cassidy in that position 14 points, but he's someone that has appeared sporadically throughout Dynamite and has wrestled on dark elevation, I believe both shows that this is uh, this season's season's gone on. So I think that's it's an interesting moment when you say the, the, the median or the mean score wherever it was, like four point five. So that's that's like a win pretty much every show that an AEW wrestler's getting you from that point. So it's 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 an interesting I think I think you've got to look at how how Orange Cassidy can play out because he's with the best friend as well he's always by their side so even when he has a segment of his own he's always going to be in another segment with them as well and you've got to look at uh, Sarah switching her card and say to to Brett Baker and all that yeah. that will prop up your 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 uh, mean or median
1: score well, I can't mind what you said I can't do maths my head's sc- <laughs> yeah, he, said, he said he said mean score that's the the average the median's the the middle value uh yeah, I right, I that's that's
0: fine. So it'll be it'll be good because obviously for, for that as well, if she wins the title, that's gonna prop that up even more and it's gonna make potentially a transfer window Maybe quite AEW heavy with that in mind because you've got to look at folk that will be in the bottom half of the table. They need to get points quick. They will look towards dark elevation to get those points.
2: Yeah, even not even dark elevation, but there's those title holders in AEW who are doing quite well. Like Dave Darby Allen would break mm. it in the top ten with the ten points he's already scored this season, which includes a title defense. So Darby Allen could be someone uh, that people are looking to. It uh, could be a hot commodity by the time we get to that point in the season.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know, this week on Dynamite, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, he defends the TNT title against 10 of the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there seems to be this running trend that the TNT title seems to be the most defended title on Dynamite. So why nobody's picked up the TNT champion, uh, you know, is quite surprising, given that, you know, that we had one season where I think Cody defended it week in, week out with the captaincy applied. And I think it was during the, I think it might have been during the the transfer window season last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by no means is it guaranteed that you know having that sort of captaincy with the TNT Championship getting weekly defences, it doesn't guarantee a win, but it's certainly going to rack you
2: up points. Yeah, I agree. And here's a, the most interesting one for me before we end. It's, it comes back to something you raised earlier, Dave. I'm going to ask you both a question. Mace and T-Bar both have eight points this season <laughs> of went undrafted. Oh, dear. Jack, it gets to the transfer window. Do you draft them a as a team b one of them individually or c don't fucking touch them? what option are you taking there i mean
0: the position I'm in right now I'm not fucking touching them because <laughs> i'm in a I'm in a good spot if I had to think about ways to get points i i i I never would have thought that mason t bar would be in the position they are, considering that. Cedric and Shelton got dropped from the heart business for some reason now now Mason T bar like aliases to the to the heart business. I, I don't I don't get it. I thought they were just main event bound to do kind of show uh, wrestling matches on Hulu. But uh, here here we are, they're in a very good position. If I was if I was going to do it, I think the smartest way of doing it is to take one singly and then we see how see how that happens because I think there is tag teams that out and about that could get you stuff as well, I think. Uh, a singles pick on one of them two would be the, the right option to take.
2: Uh, hint, hint, round the leash. Dave, do you agree with uh, Jack's prognosis on that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think somewhere down the line, I think one of them individually would be the best way to draft them because they are getting a lot of exposure on Raw. And as Jack said, you know they have some affiliation with the Hurt business. Why they're not being booked as like you know a pair of like bouncers or enforcers? like s characters for the heart business is beyond me because you know it gives them direction it gives them purpose it gives them something to do and Dijakovic his his time on NXT you know he proved alongside Keith Lee you know he is a very very diverse athletic big man and he can pull off so much uh you know if he's allowed to run run rampant I think he does feel a bit restricted you know pairing with like Mace but I think if if T-Bar or Dijakovic you know had that opportunity just to run free. He could be a solid you know, upper mid-card contender uh, on Monday Night Raw. So definitely would choose
2: uh, one of the two of them, and I would lean more towards T-Bar. Yeah, it's interesting uh, which way it's going to go here. We'll need to see how it all shapes out. I do think that AEW is very interesting. Like I said, I don't think that the drafters have really mined the potential of the Dynamite Dark Elevation crossover. It'll be interesting to see who keeps creeping up the table of that all wrestlers ranking there, even the ones that haven't been drafted, because that's going to be an important uh, base for people to look at come draft time, uh, transfer window time rather. But it's been a pleasure talking to you both this morning, Jack. Uh, What have you got planned for the weekend? Well, I
0: I am going to go into town. I, I might buy some 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 drinks, you know, for the for the for the football tomorrow, and then the the F one after it. Then I'm going back to the beer garden
1: Monday because a public holiday, so I will be off my face. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. And Dave, what, we we what body- we we at oh. ESSR encourage everybody to drink responsibly.
2: We encourage you to start to drink in abundance. Uh, Dave, what body part are you working on in the gym today? Um, probably arms. I'd say,
1: like, okay. you, yeah. I'm, I'm saving leg day for when it's not a bank holiday weekend.
2: Fair enough. I can get. I'll give you some workouts, Dave. I'll give you some workouts. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting built. I'm getting the shape of my life. You know. So I are can you too with...
0: meat slapping meat here? Like, <laughs> that,
2: that, that what's happening. <laughs> I will big beady, beady big. Anywhere, beady. anytime. All right. Mate. I will. <laughs> I will give the people that much. Uh, but guys, thank you for listening to Saturday Draft Live, and we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGroby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat
0: the Suplex Retreat, East Meets West.
1: Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the east
0: the Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes Now.